Blog Talk Radio. Soulvox Radio presents Evolve with your host, Robin White Turtle Disney. Hey, Anna, hey, Anna. Hey, Anna, hey, Anna. Hey, Anna, hey, Anna. Hey, Anna, hey, Anna. Hey, I hey, yo. Hey, I hey, yo. I walk in beauty, yes, I do, yes, I do. I talk of beauty, yes, I do, yes, I do. I sing of beauty just for you and only you. Hey, ah, hey, yo. Hey, ah, hey, yo. Hey, ah, hey, yo. Hey, Anna, hey, Anna. Hi, this is Robin White Turtle Lisney, and my guest today is Eve Crow. She is a Reiki master, a shamanic practitioner, a personal coach, and a metaphysician. In addition to being a shamanic teacher, Eve is also an experienced intuitive reader and angel reader. She is on the referral list of Sandra Ingerman, author of Soul Retrieval, and is affiliated with the Foundation of Shamanic Studies. Eve is a seasoned healer and teacher with over 25 years' experience. Eve has taught workshops at various spas and holistic centers throughout the country. Eve is also a guest speaker at the Mind and Mysticism Meditation class at UC Berkeley, California. Welcome, Eve. I'm glad you're here on Evolve with me today. Hi, Robin. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. Yeah. Well, I especially am delighted that you're here because I love talking about shamanism and transformative work, and that seems to be a large part, like the song that we just played, a large part of what you do. Uh, So tell me a little bit um, about your work and especially about divination through tarot and your shamanic journeys and so on. Okay. Well, I found my career started when I was about 25 years old, about 25, 26 years ago, through doing divination. And what I found was if I prayed and went into a deep space, I would receive guidance that was crystal clear, and even words that I had never even heard before were coming out of my mouth. And I had told my family that, you know, something's happening, and I'm I'm doing these readings, and I wasn't really sure... Um, how this was happening, and they said, well, your grandmother and great-grandmother were healers, and it's in your blood, and just allow it to come through you. Mm -hmm. And so what I found over the years is that readings used to be about predicting, but now they're about assisting people in guidance Mm -hmm. and finding their own guidance and empowering them to make correct decisions. So if we think back to all the times that we've made decisions that haven't been correct or after we would say, oh, I knew in my gut that wasn't right, or I wish I didn't marry that person or take that job, I'm in so much pain. And, And so the divination, whether it's through a shamanic journey with someone who's trained and seasoned enough to get the correct divination or answer through the tarot cards, you can really make wiser decisions, and then your whole life is flowing so much easier and more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And, you know, I find it really interesting that both you and I have had really supportive families with our mysticism, <laughs> uh, because yeah. I had a similar thing as I was growing up, that my, my mother in particular was very supportive of my psychability. She never you know, really encouraged it all that much, but she didn't deny it or she didn't try to shove it under the rug or it was like, yeah, your grandpa and me and mom, you know, like we're all kind of intuitive. So her mom 
So that's great. Yeah. And I also It's really I, helpful. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, no, it's very helpful and it it makes a it makes it uh easier to transition. I mean, it's hard enough to be intuitive in this world, but it's uh it makes it a lot easier if you don't have resistance from your own family around it. And it's it's interesting you're saying that because part of what I do is I meet so many people that are intuitive but they doubt their intuition because of their parents and they say that the first you know, eight years of your life, you decide who you are, you decide what your financial picture is going to be, what your love life is going to be like. And if there's all of that doubt, no, you're not seeing angels. You know, if there's all of that doubt when you're intuitive as a child, you'll grow up doubting yourself. So as you know, when we work with people, part of it is helping people to release the memories and beliefs and thoughts that create them to stay invisible, to stay in the background, to not follow their gut. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it makes uh, it's it's so such a guide. I mean, I I feel that intuitive intuition is such an integral part of how we all function. You know that it's uh, yeah. When you meet people that are blocked uh, blocked their intuition or cut off their feelings. Um, it makes for a harder, much harder life, <laughs> I find. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So how do you use divination in the work that you do? Well, if I'm using the tarot cards, I do a brief journey quietly in my mind and journey to connect in with my guides. And other times I will drum or put on a drum uh CD or something to listen to, I'll drum or rattle, and I'll journey to my teacher, and I'll ask specific questions. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on the situation and the person. Some people love the cards. They love looking at them. Some people are afraid of them, so I don't use them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that back in 1980, I went through the windshield of a car, and I had a near-death experience, mm. and I was in a coma, and that's really what opened me, and so I felt a direct connection to the universe, to all the gods and goddesses that are supposed to work with me, and after that, I felt very clearly I'm connected, mm-hmm. and so I trust my guidance when I'm in a sacred space. If I'm just walking down the street and I hear voices talking or get information, do this, do that, I don't know if that's ego. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's my 16-year-old or my 20-year-old. So I find that it's really vital to learn how to meet your spirit guides and to uh, sit down and get into a sacred space mm-hmm. and to use the cards or to do a journey. And so that's why I made meet your spirit guides video last year mm-hmm. I, I made it because in 20 minutes you can go in and practice over and over again mm-hmm. and practice talk to your guides so that you know their voice or their way of speaking to you mm-hmm. just like you would know your best friend or your mother if you got mm-hmm. on the phone right right absolutely well that's wonderful um that's another thing we have in common <laughs> we've, <laughs> talked, we've talked about guides um so that's wonderful that you're doing that work. Uh, also, I wanted to ask you about the journey work for those that aren't in, or aren't familiar with journeying. Can you explain a little about how journeying works? Uh, how when you journey, you meet, you travel to meet, spiritually travel to meet different people. How, how does that work for you? Well. I like to use the drum. There's something about that specific shamanic drum beat that just brings me into a state of consciousness. And it's a deep state where the ego can't get in. Mm -hmm. And to me, the ego is the parts of us that can sabotage and give us the wrong information. Mm -hmm. So that monotonous drum beat that's going brings you into a state where you're more likely to connect in with your higher self and your guides. And then I may journey down through a tree, that's usually what I do, and go down into the earth and mm-hmm. and spend some time with my power animal mm-hmm. and get some information that way. Or I may journey up through the sky and go above the earth to the upper world, and that's where I like to meet some of my um, guides that are more in spirit and teacher form, like Buddha mm-hmm. or Isis. Mm-hmm. And so when we say journey... It can be closing your eyes and imagining 
feeling as though you're going somewhere or seeing or hearing. Um, and so it's using full sensory awareness mm -hmm. and to really let yourself go. But it's not as though you feel as though you're lifting up out of your body and levitating. It's really an experience of closing your eyes. When you close your eyes, your third eye naturally opens because it wants to know what's going on when the eyes close. And that's why they say shamans see in the dark. So I wear a bandana. No matter how long I've been doing this, I still stick with some traditions that I wear the bandana and I close my eyes and I go into the journey and allow all of my senses and my guides to to show me and to direct me. And every single journey is different and every single journey is exciting. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Well, uh, we're going to do, are, are we going to do a journey later? <laughs> Absolutely, we can, we can. I picked a card for the group uh -huh. um, before we got on the phone. I did pick a tarot card and an angel card if uh -huh. you'd like me to share. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I have a wonderful deck called the Vision Quest, and there's so many decks now that are geared towards Native American or angels and as well as some of the older traditional decks. The uh, Ten of Fulfillment, the Ten of Water, was the card that I picked from the Vision Quest deck. And it's all about wishes and dreams coming true, mm -hmm. um, allowing yourself to receive, to be willing and to receive mm -hmm. all of the love and the gifts that are all around us. Mm, that's beautiful, yeah. And then in the angel deck, I picked Leap of Faith. Mm -hmm. take a, and it says, and this one actually has words on it, and it's an angel flying through the sky, and it says, take a risk and put your heart's true desire into action. Mm. And I found that taking risks and, and creating action is so important, and that's what I love to inspire people to do, because I've taken risks and moved here and moved there and done all kinds of different things in my life that involve taking a risk and trusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it gives you more courage and more self-confidence and you have more fun and, and you become more connected to the realms of magic and magical experiences. And if you keep staying in the world of adventure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, those are good cards for us today, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fascinating. I want to talk a little more about your work uh, a little later on, but right now, can you talk a little bit about how you came into this work? Because I think it's uh, sure. So well, after I had the near death, um, there, it took a while to recover when I had the accident that I talked about in 1980, where I went through the windshield. And after that happened, uh, years later, I became very ill, uh, and the doctor said, well, there's this new thing called chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. Remember, this is about 26 years ago. And they said, we think you have that, and you're going to have to move home and, and live with your parents, and it looks like you're probably not going to live very long. And I remember thinking, wow, that's it? Um, it's over? My life is over? And so I... Um, started meditating and met a shaman and started getting on more of a spiritual path within a couple of weeks, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, the shaman did a journey for me, and he said, oh, I found a part of your soul from a car accident. Now, I didn't tell him anything about the car accident. Mm -hmm. um, he just knew, and he said um, a part of your soul was in the death zone because you must have had a near-death experience, and I said, I did. And he said, well, a part of your soul or your body thinks you're supposed to die because a part of your soul was still in that area. Mm. And he said, so I brought it back, and he blew it into me, and, you know, it's like another language when you first hear about this. And I was better within a couple of days, actually. Mm -hmm. And I marched into the doctor's office and said, why don't you know about shamanism? And I'm drinking protein drinks and herbs. And, and they said, we're just not trained for that. Uh -huh. So I started... Um, and I was already having my own, I was doing Reiki and readings already, so I was already having my own uh, spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then after that shaman worked on me, 
he said that I was practicing shamanism because I was doing power animal journeys for people. And so I said, how do I learn more? Mm-hmm. And he said, study with Sandra Ingerman, study with whoever you can find. Mm-hmm. So I did. Every single weekend for probably three years. Wow. Um, uh-huh. I, I would go everywhere I could and studied with the Foundation for Shamanic Studies and Sandra Ingerman and any any person I could find that I felt good about, ethical about, I went and studied with. And then I started to incorporate it into my practice and uh-huh. teach it. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you for I sharing. I just knew who I was as soon as I got into metaphysics. So I feel like I'm a blend of shamanism and metaphysics. I uh-huh. think the the going into the subconscious, clearing karma, doing those things, yeah. not not every shamanic practitioner does that. Right, right. It's not part of the shamanic training. Maybe with some we work with dreams and things like that. But right. my grandmother and great grandmother were, were deep possessionists. They uh-huh. were very powerful healers that got to the root of things and uh-huh. cleared out the, the evil eye, they called it. And yeah. so it's also just part of part of who I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that It was going to happen anyway. Right, you know? right, one way or the other. <laughs> windshield or no windshield. Well, exactly. You know what's interesting is I had a near-death experience as well, which set me on the path of uh, spiritual healing when I was 17. And so I, I know that there are a lot of us that do healing work that have that shocking, you know, near-death experience that then leads us into this kind of work. And it's kind of like after after that, we kind of don't have a choice but to get deep and heavy and real. <laughs> you know, like you, you just have to do it. You just have to do it. So I know that was uh, that's a part of my story too, although different uh, different. Uh, mutations of it, so to speak. You know, I had different a different path, but uh, the same kind of overall uh, near death experience that launched me onto this on, into this work. So, yeah. and we had it around the same time period. I was eighteen, you were seventeen, and yeah. that's an interesting time period. And I remember praying a lot and asking, but why did I have to go through that, and why? And they say the reason that most shamans have scars and scarring and go through near death. The near death part is so that we can learn how to walk between the worlds easier. Right, right. And usually the ones that have the near death, not always, but usually they do, they're the ones that really work full time. You right. know, they're in it full time. They don't just dabble in it once in a while. Yeah. And so when, when someone dies and we check to make sure they crossed over, we know how to do that on some subconscious level because right. we've already crossed in this life. So we have this this knowing and this memory. Oh, okay, they're probably over there. Let me check to see if they're here. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's easy to journey because we've left our body and we came back. Yeah. Yeah. That's my understanding or my take on it, I should say. Yeah. Well, I think that's true. And and then also it just releases any fear of death. I mean, you know, I, I don't have a fear of death anymore after I had that happen. Um, certainly, you know, I would defend myself if somebody tried to attack me, but I, I'm not afraid of death at all. So I walk, as sure you do too, walk between the worlds with great ease because there's no fear blocking us. And um, uh, we can see into that world, you know, with owl medicine or whatever medicine we have that helps us with that. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a profound gift um, I see. I see it as a gift <laughs> for myself. You know, like it was a it was a good kick in the butt that gave me a, an opportunity to move forward with who I really am, and uh, kind of gave me no choice. It kind of said, you know, okay, now now it's your turn just to do this work, and this is what you have to do. And I'm glad I had it at an early age. Some people have it much later, <laughs> so. Right, and it's so beautiful that you just said that it's a gift because that's, I mean, there I was in the hospital bed, my face was all scarred, and I remember a therapist coming in and saying, what is the gift? And I thought, the gift in that moment. (laughs) What do you mean, the gift? Everybody's at college having fun, and here I am getting plastic surgery and pulling glass out of my face and my leg. But I realized the gift was, over time, 
that there is a gift in, in tragedy and in these heavy passages and, yeah. and initiations, yeah. which initiations to me are something that you don't know if you'll get through. Right. And the gift was I had to discover and to um, create uh, an, an inner beauty that I didn't have. Right. I had no beauty. My face was scarred. There was nothing. Um, people didn't even want to look at me. Yeah. And so I had to create a, uh, the inner world and and to be the most kind and loving person because as a child, a younger girl, you get things with your looks. You know, oh, where oh people, yeah. people notice you. And I didn't have that, and mm. it was devastating. But over time, I realized this made me a, a good person, a better person, and I can sit with people as they go through their traumas mm. and help them to see the gift. But I can also sit with them with their pain. I'm not going to say, oh, get over it, yeah. you know, because I know what it's like to right. have the pain. Right, exactly. And I think that that pain uh, gives us an opportunity uh, to help others with that pain. I know every time I go through something big, you know, what opens up for me uh, is that I'm here to help others that have gone through a similar thing and that I can be there with them. And uh, so I think it's it's terribly important, um, the work that we do, so we can help people along their path. So, I agree, yeah. and I'm grateful that I that I met you in the serendipitous way that we met. Mm-hmm. And it's also important for us practitioners to have friends, to have mm-hmm. sisterhood, to mm-hmm. be able to get together and do ceremony and to do healings on each other, to keep ourselves strong, to assist humanity, and to be able to just talk and be able to relate, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's very important. Well, we're going to take a little break now, and uh, this is Robin White Turtle Listney. I've been talking to Eve Crow of Coyote Star, and uh, we'll be right back. Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture, with your host, Robin White Turtle Listney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. Hi, this is your host for Evolve, Robin Whiteturtle-Lisney. And I wanted to share with you a few of the other things that I do in the world beside the radio show. In addition, I'm an energy medicine practitioner in the Bay Area and across the country by phone, and I work uh, through East West Bookshop in Mountain View, California, so you can always find me there on Fridays. In addition, I have uh, five books. Uh, Four of them are nonfiction, and one is a fiction book uh, that's actually based on facts called Poems for the Lost Deer. The other books are Heart Heart Path Handbook, and prior to that, Sacred Living and Dancing Up the Moon. Um, my recent, more recent books, Heart Path and Heart Path Handbook, uh, teach people self-love. And this is the foundation of my practice, that love does heal all things. You can find out more uh, about my work on my website, www.thecenterforthesoul.com. And uh, you can also check out the books on www.bluebonebooks.com. And now we'll go back to the show. Hi, welcome back to the show. This is Robin White Turtle Listening, and I'm with Eve Crow, who uh, is a Reiki master and shamanic practitioner. She has a business called Coyote Star, which is also her medicine name. And uh, really glad to have her back. So, Eve, you were going to tell us more about your work. So um, tell me a little bit of, about how you work with people. Um, uh, you do private sessions, and then you also do group work. Is that right? I do. I do some uh, group, sometimes one-month series on shamanism, sometimes three months, six months. Sometimes I'll do just a one-night on the phone. I may do a teleconference or in person a one-night group karmic release where everyone goes through and we clear out all kinds of karmic patterns and money issues and love issues and health issues and mother and father issues and everything that 
needs to clean and clear out so that you can be the fullest expression of who you are. Mm. And my private sessions, at this point, there's so many different sessions that I do, everything from past life regression to tarot readings to soul retrieval, Mm -hmm. ancestral lineage clearing, that I've combined everything into what I call my four series. Mm -hmm. And I found that when people go through the four series, I find that their lives change dramatically. Mm -hmm. It seems as though it's like a life review. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We go through and clean and clear out and heal the soul from the childhood, adolescence, adult, and we clear karma. And then after things are cleared out, um, and clearing, when I say, I mean the roots, not just, oh, we'll do a little clearing. I like to get to the root of when something happened and clear it out. Mm-hmm. And then aligning people to what would they love. So the last two sessions are more about aligning the subconscious. Because what I found over the years is that research says that everything that you do, of what you do is because of what your subconscious believes. Mm -hmm. And so everything that's happening in our life right now, our love life, our finances, where we live, what we're doing with our life is a product of what our subconscious believes. Mm -hmm. So that's key. That's so important to be able to bring someone into a deep enough state where they can access their subconscious and then have them put in beautiful realities. Mm-hmm. You know, I am now with my beloved life partner. We're compatible physically, emotionally, sexually, spiritually, intellectually. We have similar lifestyles in the same dream. If you have all of that within your partner, it's got to be beautiful right. and wonderful and mm-hmm. healing. Right. And putting in your your specific dollar amount that you'd like to make per week, per month, or per year. Mm -hmm. Because if the subconscious, remember, makes decisions around age eight, we needed less money then than we do now (laughs) to survive and to thrive. And so it's just looking at it as educating the subconscious. Right. Well, and then the the last session we, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry, did you want to ask something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. And then the last, the fourth session really, to me, locks it in, and it's where you go to your parents' family trees, and you disconnect from whatever their traumas were that you were born into. It's in our blood, the recessions, the wars, the Holocaust, the slavery, all of that's in our blood. And you disconnect from it, and you, and then you help to heal their tree, mm-hmm. and then you go off and make your own tree. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is... Even my parents and different people's parents, their lives are brilliant. They're completely different Mm -hmm. since they go through the process. Mm -hmm. So the intention is to heal yourself, but as your inner world heals, your outer world changes as well. Uh uh Well, it all starts on the inside. I mean, we have to change. In order to change our lives, we have to change our own uh, belief systems in our world, so that makes total total sense. Um, that's marvelous. Well, and I like the use of the tree that you're talking about. So going into the ancestral tree or our personal tree, I think that's uh, a great way to to help uh, the healing on generationally. So that's that's marvelous. Well, it is. It's really exciting. And then at the end of that session, you create your own tree. Uh-huh. And you invite in who you would like to have to be in your tree and in your lineage, your spiritual family, friends, or pets. And it's just very, very complete and beautiful. And I wouldn't do it, Robin, if I didn't get – I get testimonials every single week, sometimes three or four a week of people saying, my life is completely different now. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. And so I've just really, um, I really wait for those testimonials because I don't want to do something if it's not going to work. Yeah, of course not. Well, why? I don't feel yeah. comfortable, yeah. you know. And yeah. I sit with people and talk with them first to make sure that they're ready for this process. It's very deep. It's very fast. It's not deep in the old ways how it used to be where, you know, you'd be screaming and crying on the table. And <laughs> we've out 
grown up paradigm, but that's how it was 25 years ago. It's like, get it out, hit the pillow, which I think that still can be very valuable. But um, it's a very, it's a process that I do on the phone with Mm -hmm. people. If they don't live near me, I have clients all over the world that I work with. And some people really want to be in person and we get together and work in person as well. But Mm -hmm. I just love it. I feel really, really blessed and grateful that the spirits gave me this, this four series to do. Yeah, it sounds like a very complete, uh, a complete series. Um, you know, you really go through all the different stages of a person's life. That's that's really marvelous. I love it. Um, and I, I love how, you know, you combine the shamanism with kind of a, a, a concept of reprogramming. It sounds like you're doing a bit of reprogramming in your work as well. Um, yeah, so repatterning, I guess, would be a better way to say it, because aren't those belief systems the things that get us locked up? I mean, you know, we we had, uh, you know, someone might have, we were sitting on the floor when we were two, and, and somebody swept the floor and, and whacked us with the broom accidentally, and, and from then on, you know, we can't stand brooms or something, you know, like right. whatever those beliefs are get locked in and then you know you say well I'm in the way and I'm I I shouldn't be here or you know that that belief can get locked in and then your whole life becomes the pattern of I shouldn't be here I'm in the way you know so so those are the simple kind of examples that I I I hear that you're talking about that can help be swept away and and released and 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 then repattern better affirmations for ourselves I think that's fantastic so. That was really powerful how you just said that. It, it can be that subtle yeah. because people can come and say, I've had a great childhood. I don't know what happened. And then there's other people, as you know, with shamanism, we work deeply with the soul. There's people that are suicidal or their children mm-hmm. have died, which is really hard for people because that's not what we expect. We mm-hmm. expect that we'll die and the children will take care of us. And you know, and and car accidents and and deaths of loved ones and Mm -hmm. divorces and pets crossing. And Mm -hmm. there's so much every day, you know, life that happens that in our culture, we weren't taught what to do with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in shamanism, we we do ceremonies for people. We help people to cross over as they're crossing or to help their loved ones cross Mm -hmm. if they get caught in a time warp and and when someone calls with stage four cancer, I'll say, do you want me to help you live or do you want me to help you die? I'm willing to go either way with them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, some, and I think yeah. people need that because mm-hmm. we're not used to talking like that. You right. know, so you brush all of that under the rug. And as healers, we're in this space now where we're really opening people up to to really look at their lives and their past and forgiveness and and right yeah right and paradigms and it, and it's interesting when you're working with those that are uh, getting ready to cross over or are approaching that with an illness how the the healing can be in both directions it can be healing your body from the physical issue and it can also be healing to release uh, into the great all. Uh, so either way, it can be a healing experience, and uh, and and yet people aren't willing or always ready to talk about it in those terms. Um, but I see that also in my work, uh, how uh, depending on where people are, you know, they can you can be getting them ready to pass, or you can get, be getting them ready uh, to heal. Uh, heal their physical body. So it's always really interesting. There was one gal, and she called me, and she said, "This is my second time with stage four cancer." And you know how my my mind thought, "Oh, this is probably it." And I asked her, I said, "What would you like me to do?" And she said, "I want you to help me to live. I'm going to kick this. I'm going to like you." She was so on fire and so determined. Mm-hmm. And so what we did was every week I journeyed over to her and I released the spirit of cancer. So. In shamanism, we believe that everything has a spirit, even Mm -hmm. Lyme disease, cancer, fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. And there are ways to journey over and to extract the the spirit of it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it has to be repetition. It has to be done four weeks in a row, six weeks in a row to keep going in and and releasing it, or, or if it's really big. 
you know, to chip away at it. Mm-hmm. And we did that for, I think, four or eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she was fine. She mm-hmm. fell in love with this guy. She looks beautiful. I ran into her. And I was surprised, mm-hmm. you know. And there's miracles. My point of saying that is there are miracles that can happen so beautifully and quickly and brilliantly. And then every once in a while there is that person that really wants to live. But no matter what you do, it's really their time. Yeah. And when it's their time, you really can't you can't argue with spirit. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, um, I'm really pleased to have you on the show. We're going to take a little break. Uh, this is Robin White Turtle Listening, and I'm speaking with Eve Crow. Uh, who's a shamanic practitioner uh, up in Petaluma area of California. And when we come back, we're going to do a journey. But first, some of her music. Hi, this is Robin White Turtle, and we're back. Uh, I'm with Eve Crow, Coyote Star, which is also a medicine name and also your business name. Is that right? Yes. Eve? Yeah. And uh, Eve is going to do a journey with us, a journey with the power animal right now. And I'm so excited that you're willing to do this because I think it will really help our listeners um, do some healing work for themselves. So uh, those of you out there that are while wanting to do this journey with us. Um, Eve, take it away. (laughs) Okay. Well, welcome, everyone. So before we get into an altered state, I'd like to share, um, there's a great book. I'm sure you can download it at this point, and it's called Shamanic Journeying by Sandra Ingerman. And in the old days when we read books, you would read the book, and it teaches you very, very briefly, it's a tiny little book, how to journey to the upper world, the lower world, the middle world, and it had a CD in the back with the drumming. So again, I'm sure you can download it. But I always suggest that because just like anything, just like learning the guitar or how to do anything, it's repetition. So I want to invite you to go on a journey with me today, but don't be upset if you don't see anything or hear anything or nothing really happens. For some people, it's instantaneous. And it's amazing. And one of my favorite shamans, it took him three or four weekends of classes and all kinds of different things. And after maybe six months, he started journeying. Mm. So, um, so again, it's really just using your imagination. And if you're driving, you do not want to do this journey. <laughs> right. You want to save this and do it another time. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rattle for a couple of minutes and I'm going to... Um, do a prayer to call in the spirits and the directions and the way that I do it. There's lots of different ways to honor the directions and and what they mean. And then I'm going to either rattle or drum. I'm going to use my intuition. I'm going to either rattle or drum and take you on a guided journey. So I'm going to talk so that you can follow me and see what it's like to go on a journey. So what we'll do is we'll go on a journey below the earth to what's called the lower earth to meet our power animal and have our power animal bring us over to our dream life. And so 
when you when I talk about meeting a power animal, you may have a glimpse of an animal in your mind. You may see something. You may hear the sound of the animal. You may feel the animal's breath. So it's not necessarily going to be crystal clear like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And so as the animal is around you, and even if you say, well, I thought it was wolf and wolf is here. Did I make that up? That's a common thing that people ask. Chances are if you think your power animal is a certain animal, it is. Mm-hmm. And so try not to doubt what you're feeling or what you're sensing and just have fun and allow yourself to go on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I'll be talking you through the whole journey. It'll be about five minutes, and I'll talk you back into your body, back into your consciousness. And right now I'm just going to get my rattle and do a little bit of rattling, a little chanting, and then I'll start talking. Okay. Okay. If you choose, you can sit down or lie down and put a bandana or a scarf or an eye pillow over your eyes, which really, really helps. Again, as I mentioned before, when you close your eyes, your third eye, your intuition, and all of your other senses naturally open. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to start rattling. Calling in the four directions, Mother Earth, Father Sky, the spirits of the East, the spirits of the South, the spirits of the West, the spirits of the North. I'm calling in all of our power animals, the elk, the bear, the deer, the dog, the wolf, coyote. Calling in the hummingbird. Calling in the eagle. Calling in the creepy crawlies. And all of the spirits of the earth. Okay, so I'd like everyone to imagine... At my drum, I'd like you to imagine that you're standing before your favorite tree. Pick a beautiful favorite tree that you're standing before. Imagine that your higher self, your own private spirit guide, your higher self, is standing before you. And you and your higher self, touch the bark of the tree and allow this tree to open. Imagine that you and your higher self step into the tree and start to tumble in somersault down into the roots of the tree. Moving down very deeply into Mother Earth, Pachamama. Going down deeply into the tree. Moving through time and space. Knowing that you can be in two places at one time. Allow your energy to move down quickly into this tree, going down into the earth. So you're in a tunnel, moving down deeply, letting go of any thoughts, any fears, allowing yourself to let go of your current reality, and stating your intention. My intention is to journey and to meet my power animal. My intention is to journey and meet my power animal. lower world now to be my power animal. And now imagine that you're at the very bottom of this tunnel, coming out as though you're climbing out of a cave into a beautiful place in nature. And this landscape looks like a jungle. Animals everywhere. There may be waterfalls, large lakes and mountains. Allow your mind to picture 
what this lower world may look like. Allow your full sensory awareness to come in. Hear what it would hear like to be in the lower world. Place your hands right on the earth or in a body of water in the lower world. Feel the texture of the earth and the water. Feel your connection to Mother Earth. Looking up at the sky and the trees and the winged ones and the clouds. Perhaps the sky is a different color in the lower world. Now imagine that your very own personal power animal who lives inside of your heart all the time is standing before you. The power animal may be in flight, maybe a four-legged on the ground. Imagine that this power animal comes and goes four times. It leaves, it comes back. It may come in a picture form. You may hear its cough or its roar. Allow yourself to be now with this power animal. Imagine this power animal is inside of you and you can see through its eyes. And everything looks even more beautiful. Spectacular views of the lower world. And now imagine that your power animal takes you whether it's a winged one and you climb onto its back and you fly with it, whether you get on lion or gorilla or bear's back. Imagine that you move through the invisible realm over to a beautiful place in nature. Power animal, this beautiful place in nature. And breathe. Ah. Feel the warmth and the connection and the safety of having a power animal right by your side. Perhaps your power animal waves its wings with some sage. Light. Go 
that you and your future self can become one. Time is an illusion. Past, the present, the future, they're all one. Imagine right here and right now that you are with feeling and absorbing, soaking in your dreams. Wonderful. Yeah. So we just did a journey with Power Animal and uh, got in touch with our dream. I'm still a little back over there. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to take a little break and uh, we'll be right back. I'm with Eve Crow, Coyote Star, uh, and uh, she just did a journey with us and we will be right back. Hi, you're listening to Evolve with Robin White Turtle Listening as your host on Solvox Radio. Hi, you're listening to Evolve. This is Robin White Turtle Listening, and I'm with Eve Crow today. Uh, Eve Crow, Coyote Star, who is a Reiki master and shamanic practitioner. She's also a personal coach and a metaphysician. She's a shamanic teacher and an experienced intuitive reader and angel reader. Um, and she's on the referral list of Sandra Ingerman, who is one of her teachers uh, and is affiliated with the Foundation of Shamanic Studies. So welcome back, Eve, and I just love that journey that we did. It was so powerful in the last segment. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about how people can find you, because uh, you have a website, and I want, I want people to know. Thank you. You know, there is another Eve Crow. And she is also a healer, I've heard. I have not met her, and I believe she's in Georgia. So you can Google search Eve Crow. I am in California, Petaluma, California, and I'll come right up. My website also is evebcrow.com. A little tricky to spell, but it's E-E-V-E, be like boy, crow, C-R-O-W-E.com. That's why I often tell people to Google search. And I have uh, two Facebook pages, one under Coyote Star, one under Eve Crow, and I have one for my miniature donkeys named Kimba and Rudolph. Your miniature donkey. I love it. I'm I'm looking at them right now. They're running in huge circles with a ball in their mouth. They're just adorable. But on on my website, I've basically put almost everything that I do on my website for people that are busy or some people just can't afford my services or other people's services. And so a lot of us are downloading things. And I've sat in recording studios and I've made something called the Bliss Meditation, which is really, really helpful for keeping your chakras and your organs balanced. And I have my two of my sessions from my four series, the subconscious alignment session and the family tree clearing you can purchase those on my website as downloads i went into a very deep trance-like state when i made them and i believe that they're just as powerful as being with me on the phone or in person 
and you can listen to them over and over again if you download them. That's the other difference. I also have a video to meet your spirit guides that I made very, very inexpensive so that everyone could afford it. And you can listen to it over and over again. And it does have beautiful music and pictures of lotus flowers and, and such. And then my favorite thing that I made last year were my tarot videos to teach people how to read the tarot cards, part one and part two, a beginner and an advanced. And all of my knowledge and secrets that I've learned over the 25 years and all of the teachings I put into those videos. And um, so I wanted to share that, that I am available on a lot of different levels, uh, on the phone, in person. You can purchase all of my audios and videos and things like that. So I'm available to people in right. a lot of different ways. And I'm really grateful for technology yeah. for that. I wasn't at first when things got very <laughs> technologically savvy. And then I thought, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you also have all the music that we're playing today is your music that we're, uh, that's from some of your music CDs. So that's that's uh one yeah. of people to know that so i have the sacred song cd that you can also purchase on my website and people love it because then they can sing along with me and learn the songs and then mm. you when you go to different ceremonies you'll hear some of some of these songs are traditional songs that i've learned along the path and some of them have been given to me mm-hmm. and so they're just beautiful songs and i think mm. you'll really really enjoy the cd yeah well, thanks for the, all that information. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about your work with animals because you also, you beside having your donkeys, you also have, uh, you work with animals from time to time. So could you talk a little bit about that, please? Sure. Um, so I have had some really great success working with animals through a shamanic journey at a distance, not in person. So something minor as though someone called and said, my cat is not going in the litter box anymore. I've had several people with that. And there's some behavioral something going on. And I would journey over to the animal and do some healing. And then they would send me a testimonial or an email saying the cat's back going in the box. And they're actually the cat's nicer than it's ever been before. (laughs) So maybe the cat had some kind of little intrusion or something or Mm -hmm. blockage. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had more serious things with, with animals as well, you know, fractures and cancer and things like that. And I tend to work better through Reiki and shamanism remotely than in person. It seems to work a lot faster mm-hmm. and goes in deeper because you don't have the resistance of the animal uh, moving around. And oftentimes with animals, if you lay your hands on them, they'll only let you do that for 10 or 15 minutes. Right. So I've had great success with animals, I and I love them. I have two miniature donkeys, and... I'm training them. They also do little tricks with balls and hula hoops. And I have, um, I'm going to be doing arts and children and adult magical art parties where people could come over, whether it's for their birthday or for some kind of just a celebration. And they'll be able to spend some time with the donkeys. And then I'll drum and journey and take them to meet a power animal. And then perhaps we'll do a little rattle or a painting of the power animal so that they have something to take with them Mm -hmm. and have a really beautiful shamanic experience. But also these donkeys, the reason I got them is because they're therapy animals. You'll hear that through people doing therapy with equines and horses. But the little miniature donkeys are so sweet. They come over and cuddle and lean on you. And people that are going through tragedies and they come in and they sit down with these donkeys or walk them Mm -hmm. and they're so much lighter and happier after. Isn't that wonderful? And they're they're so cute. There's some pictures of them on your website that I'm I'm looking at right now that's just, they're just so delightful. Uh, So that's wonderful. So I've never heard of anyone doing shamanic healing uh, with animals uh, at a, at remotely, that's marvelous. That's a wonderful uh, way that uh, you can help people's critters. So I love that. That's great. So 
That is so fa- fascinating um, that you work with animals both internally and externally. I, I love that you do that. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Eve. It's been a delight. I've been speaking with Eve Crow, Coyote Star, who is a Reiki master and shamanic practitioner, a personal coach and a metaphysician. She's taught workshops at various spas and holistic centers throughout the country and is a guest speaker at the Mind, Mysticism, and Meditation class at UC Berkeley. She also studied with Sandra Ingerman, author of Soul Retrieval, and is affiliated with the Foundation of Shamanic Studies. She's a seasoned healer and teacher with over 25 years' experience, and she's just shared with us a healing journey uh, that's been really uh, remarkable and profound for all of us. So, Eve, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Have a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful afternoon, everyone, or evening, whichever it is. Great. Thank you. And we're going to be listening to her music going out. And this is Robin White Turtle Lisney, and the show is Evolve. This is for the Creator and Mother Earth. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next time for Evolve with Robin White Turtle Lisney, Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m.